Jesus makes it abundantly clear today that good and evil have and always will coexist. And there are two ways that we can respond to this reality. We either live by faith or we live by fear. When you live by faith, you're free. And the reason you're free is because whatever is happening in your given state of affairs in your life, be that good or bad, you see that coming from the hands of a loving God and leading you back to the loving God. But when you live by fear, you are controlled and you will become a slave to whoever promises even temporary relief. And given the fact that our country as a whole, mostly from the younger generation, has more or less pushed God out of the picture completely, we are increasingly more susceptible to being controlled by fear, specifically the fear of death. I have been blown away during these past months at how much freedom we have given up in the name of fear. In the past four months, in the name of fear, we have been paralyzed as a country, and there seems to be no rationality behind most of it. Apparently, the government deems massive crowds in protests standing shoulder to shoulder to instill fear in neighborhoods is okay. But having church, services, family funerals, or patriotic celebrations is dangerous. A hazard to the public. Standing in graduation lines. Dangerous. But anyone can stand in line at Walmart or Menards as they pay and check out. Because that's deemed necessary. In less than four months, our media successfully instilled fear in the majority of the population, controlling who they could go and see. People became more increasingly afraid of their families, neighbors, and friends than they were of their enemies. And in the name of fear, the majority of Americans have surrendered their critical thinking skills and independence and have been convinced that this virus, this pandemic, is unlike every, anything we have ever seen in human history. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. So yes, this virus is new and unknown. Fear is not. In every age of humanity, we have dealt with fear. Fear is part of the fallen condition. Throughout history, tribes, nation states have lived in fear and anticipation of so many different things threatening them at any moment. And so this morning, the real question is how will you and I respond to fear? I, last night, was getting ready for bed and I received an email from a friend. And then I read it, it changed my whole homily. I had a whole different homily prepared and I gave yesterday. But as I read through this quote that he sent me, I was just more and more overcome by the similarities that this author, the great author C.S. Lewis, was writing in regards to the atomic era and the era that we live in. In 1948, he spoke about the mental stress that was leveled upon humanity with the imminent threat of nuclear warfare. He said this, 
In one way, we think a great deal too much about the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London every year. Or as you might have lived in the Viking Age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat at any point during the night. Or indeed, as you are already living in the age of cancer and syphilis and paralysis, in the age of air raids, railway accidents, motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love have already been sentenced to death long before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us are going to die in very unpleasant ways. We do indeed have one great advantage over our ancestors. We have anesthetics. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because scientists have added one more chance at a painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances in which death itself was not a chance at all, but a fact. This is the point to be made. And the action to be taken is, first of all, to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb find us doing sensible human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing sports, chatting to our friends over a pint of beer and a game of darts. Not huddled like frightened sheep, thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. Any virus can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. Now before I get people angry at me for overlooking the severity of the situation we are in, let me say this. There is a real threat, but it is not new. And yes, we should be smart and use common sense. And what I'm saying and what I think C.S. Lewis is saying is let us not succumb to panic and let fear dominate our minds and paralyze our hearts over something that is an imminent threat every single day. Death. And there is only one, only one, who has had anything to say about death and something beyond it. And he's hanging on a cross behind me. Christians aren't afraid of death because we know the one that has conquered it. Are we living in unprecedented times? I don't know, maybe. But one thing is sure, one thing is a fact, we will all die. And we can either accept this and live free, full of anticipation of the life to come, with what little time we all have left. Or we can rebel against it and live in a state of fear and anxiety. For myself, I am done living in fear. I will be conscious and smart. I will use my common sense. But I will not be controlled. And as my patron, the great patriarch Saint Joshua said in the Old Testament, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord.